Welcome to the Stop Chasing Skinny radio program where every Tuesday night we come to you on kinetichifi.com and then I make all of the archives available to you on my website on skfitlife.com so you can check us out there. So our purpose for this show is to bring together all of these different ideas about how to create a fit life. It's not just about exercise and nutrition, but it's really how to design a whole entire fit life. And a lot of you who have been following me, you know that I spent six years uh, in the Navy as a nuclear engineer. Then I got out and I worked as a defense contractor for about five, actually almost exactly five. And then I launched my online fitness business. So I've been doing that since 2012. And so today I wanted to bring on Ben Fanning. Ben and I met here in Charleston locally. Um, This is such an important topic to me because looking back on it, I weighed the most when I was working this job that I was really unfulfilled in and very unhappy with. And, um, you know, I, I, those were, those were when I had my most issues with food and exercise. So there was this very, very strong underlying problem that I had going on. And a lot of that had to do with my career. And I didn't really know what to do as far as staying in it, how to make the best of it. Um, and you know, not everybody has the option or wants to just leave their career. It's not always, you know, the grass is not always greener on the other side. So I wanted to invite Ben Fanning to talk to us about how to make the best of the career that you're in, how to make it so much better. It's not just settling. You're actually digging deep and really learning how to love it. So Ben Fanning, is his title is Chief Burnout Officer. Uh, He is the world's leading authority on creating the job you love. He helps professionals create the job they love without quitting while continuing to work in a Fortune 50 company, keeping his finger on the pulse of the challenges of within organizations. So welcome, Ben. Thanks, Stephanie. Glad to be here today. Let's talk about fit life. Living <laughs> a fit life. So I want, I want you to tell us a little bit. I, I love this story about how we met. Um, so we are both here in the Charleston yeah. area, but we didn't yeah. just meet in person. We met on social media, but how was yeah. that? Yeah, I love to share this story, Stephanie. So <laughs> we we both follow another entrepreneur sometimes. Her, her name's Natalie Sisson. She's known as the suitcase entrepreneur. And so I was looking at her Instagram feed one day, and there was this person that just kept responding to stuff that Natalie was doing. And I, and I um, clicked through, and I, and I ran across Stephanie, and I had to be looking for a trainer. Now, I, I got excited. I'm like, okay, hey, here's Stephanie. She's obviously doing fitness-type stuff in Charleston. This could work out great. And I finally tracked her down, and she gave me the proverbial fitness Heisman, which is <laughs> – the Heisman pose kind of has like the handout and she's like, no, I will not train you. I don't train live. I just train online. And so, uh, and while I think that's great for me, I was really looking for an in-person experience to try to hold me accountable live. And she actually made some great referrals, uh, which I appreciate, but yeah, we sort of, I've sort of followed Stephanie and we have this really fantastic entrepreneur community here in Charleston through it's called live your legend local here in Charleston and Stephanie's uh, one of the leaders of it and does a great job participating and bringing her creative energy to it. And so anyway, we just shared ideas and it's been awesome to see Stephanie's business grow and we've just stayed in touch over that time. And, um, you know, glad to be here 
today. Maybe she will train me one day if she ever gets back into the live thing. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> well. Probably couldn't. Probably couldn't hang with her. <laughs> oh, I think you'd do great. I really do. <laughs> okay, thanks. thanks. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And so for anybody who doesn't know what my business model is, no, I don't train in person. I do everything online. That helps me to help more people at any given time because one hour spent online can actually help a lot more people than one hour spent yes, in person. Yeah. Um, but I do I do yeah. miss that one-to-one kind of stuff. So doing mm-hmm. interviews like this is great because then yeah. I get my one-to-one. Indeed. So, um, but yeah, yeah, it's just, it's really cool. And then uh, Ben actually, did you know that you are actually the reason that I have this podcast to begin with? I did not know that. You are okay. because you invited me to live your legend Yes. and yes. I showed up to live your legend. Um, and this has been over a year now, year and some cha- and change. I guess it has been that long. Yeah. 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 And through that organization, um, that is how somebody put me in touch with Boyd, who does the production of my podcast. Um, I am totally a geek when it comes to a lot of things, but not podcasting. If it were up to me, like I, it would never get edited and produced and actually out there. So Boyd does all uh, of that stuff for me. So thank you for yeah, inviting you're me. Um, awesome. Any entrepreneurs who are listening, Live Your Legend is an international organization. There's probably one in your city. I would highly mm-hmm. recommend looking it up. Yep. It's been amazing. Yep. So tell a little bit about Live Your Legend and then we'll move on to talking about burnout. Yeah, a friend of a friend of mine, Scott Dinsmore, founded this this uh, website organization, Live Your Legend, and it's it's about doing more of the work you love. And while my niche is really in the business world, working with employees, this is this is an organization that, and, and I work with entrepreneurs some, but this this organization specifically geared towards people that are are on uh, sort of on this search for what they're most passionate about. And then once you figure out what that passion is, taking it to the next level and, and creating a lifestyle or a business around that. And so you can go to liveyourlegend.net and check that out. Look for a city near you and, and join a local group. It's it's like the Toastmasters version of doing the work you love. Yeah. Oh, that's a great, great description of it. Yeah. It's really cool. You, Especially if you're like myself, I mean, I would kind of call myself a solopreneur. I do most things on my own. I mean, I bring mm-hmm. people in, but I don't have an, like, a, well, I guess I have an office now, but I don't have one specific place where, you know, my, vir- my assistant is virtual. She lives in Canada. So I do Skype calls, yeah. uh, you know, and, and I hire other contractors, but it's really great to get together with Live Your Legend uh, members and talk about what mm-hmm. you're doing. And um, it's really cool too, because I'm sitting here holding Ben's hardcover book that he has written. Woo-hoo. And I remember, yeah, we'll put the link to that too in the show notes. Uh, and you, I man. remember when I first started at Live Your Legend, you were great about saying, okay, what is our accountability item for the week or the month? And one of those things was to finish your book. So you were working yeah. on finishing your book back then <laughs> yeah. and now I'm holding it. It's really cool. Yeah, y'all, you guys all held me accountable. Great, and I, and I really felt that accountability push me. I mean, just like in the fitness world, where you have an online accountability group or in person accountability group for big projects that you're tackling, uh, it, it makes a huge difference. Because when you show up the next week or the next month, you're going to want to celebrate with that group the accomplishment. And it, and it seems to be so rare in life where people actually say, I'm going to do something big, something new, yeah. and then they actually go do it. Yeah. And it, I mean, it, and it builds momentum whenever you start thinking that way and doing it. And so the accountability has been a huge aspect of that. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Such a great organization. So if you're an employee and you're thinking about doing something else, it's a great way to kind of 
get together with some other people who have done yeah. it. And, yeah. you know, because from the outside, if you're just thinking about doing it, you you might watch and think, oh, it's like, it's pretty easy, right? Like, you know, or maybe it's so hard, I don't know how to do it. So either way, you can talk to people who are doing it and kind of get a real idea of what it's like. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. Well, um, let's go ahead and talk a little bit about what your title means. Um, so yeah. the chief burnout officer, what does that mean? Yeah. So you know how people get burned out and end up at a crossroads in their career sometimes? Uh, yeah. Yeah. So, so we could, could we explain yeah. just a little bit what burnout looks like? Because I know the first couple times I experienced it, I didn't know what it was. I just okay. felt like garbage. <laughs> yeah. All right. So there are a lot of warning signs of burnout and there's a lot of science behind it. But instead of really getting into the scientific parts of it, I like to boil it down to how does burnout show up in your, in your day? Like, yeah. how do you know, Hey, you're, you're getting to the point where something needs to change. And the first thing is, is when you notice yourself hitting that snooze button on your clock every morning and maybe find, finding it hard to get out of bed, not looking forward to it. And one of the things that can happen too is, you know, how sometimes on Sunday nights, you'll start dreading Monday morning, maybe even start losing sleep about that. Yeah. For me, when I experienced burnout years ago, I started dreading Monday mornings on Friday night after happy yeah, hour. So, so like my week would like, Oh, looks like it would be Friday morning and I'll be excited about Friday. Cause Friday's the last day of the week. Yeah. Spend all day at Friday, all day Friday at work, bebop into hot, into happy hour. And then after that would sort sort of wind up, I would start feeling myself dreading Monday. And, uh, that's one thing. That's a uh, yeah. A couple of signs. Another thing is when you've, find that the people around you are starting to walk on eggshells. Like you can just tell they're like trying to be careful about what they say because you know, you're going to be very sensitive or maybe even explode if you know, they, <laughs> what, if anybody pushes you to the brink uh-huh. one more time, or you have that moment where you walk in Monday and, and maybe even you're feeling okay. But someone says, Stephanie, are you feeling okay? <laughs> Just a look on your face because what you find is is that it starts to show up physically, start to feel exhausted. And I remember so, thinking that um, I want to get into an accident, not like a really bad one, but one that'll keep me out of work that, for the day. That's awful. Yeah, it's uh, yeah. So we're so we're just pushing it more and more and more. And the great news is though that a lot of people don't realize is sort of getting unburned out and re-inspired. It doesn't require major, major changes. You don't have to quit. Now, while quitting may be the best option for some people, mm-hmm. oftentimes the, the the better approach and the more effective and efficient approach is before you get to that quitting stage is to start looking at your day differently, look at your job, your life just a little bit differently and start to dig your way out. Because oftentimes when people quit, and I get into the book a little bit, but people quit, it's more of like they're running away from something they don't like. And if you do get to the point where you're going to quit, wouldn't it be great if you were quitting because you were super excited about what you were going to be running to? And I suspect when you started your fitness business, it was the same way. Like you really had a fire to create something. And um, it's really key to, to focus on rejuvenating and reigniting yourself right where you are in your life. Yeah. And that's, that's, 
way less complicated than starting a business. I mean, if starting <laughs> yeah. a business but is there your are a few thing, steps there, <laughs> right? <laughs> yeah. If starting a business is your thing, then that's that's one thing. But I find that most people are not actually cut out for starting a business. They don't really want to start a business. They just want to alleviate some of that pain and um, and and revive what they you know enjoy what they're doing. So um, so back to what mm-hmm. a chief burnout officer is. Yeah. That's you. So yeah. now that we've defined the burnout part, yeah, you well, help people with this. Yeah, part, I help right? people. And after going through burnout myself, I mean, I, I went through several years. I mean, I, I always sort of took the next job for the next opportunity. It might have been a bigger title or a bigger paycheck. And I went four cities, four companies with this dream of the, of the corner office that I had since I was a kid. Mm-hmm. I really... And as I got into high school, the dream even got bigger. I kind of wanted that moment where I flew into my small hometown in Alabama on my personal corporate jet, and they name a street after me as the successful CEO of an international company. But once I really got on that track and I was in New York, finally had the corner office, it it wasn't what I I thought it was going to be. And through lots of struggles, and I, and I really was just burned out. I wasn't sure what to do. And after several sort of close brushes with this complete burnout, I, I, I um, discovered something. And that the, the common theme was no matter where I went, all my jobs, all my dreams, the common element was me. Yeah. I always took me with me. And so as chief burnout officer, I really took that into my own life and through a couple of good mentors and a lot of introspection, reignited my own career. And now I help other people do that. And I started uh, within my Fortune 50 company, sort of changing my role there, negotiating a different deal for myself, and started helping others inside the company. And then it started to grow outside. And now today, I work with individuals and groups and organizations on the burnout epidemic that we're facing. I mean, according to a Gallup poll, um, last fall, over eighty per, over eighty seven percent of employees are disengaged in their workday. Wow! Meaning that That's they're showing up emotionally disconnected from their work. Now, you might think on one hand, well, it's not that big a deal. People are going to work, blah blah blah. But it's a lot of lost productivity. But on a real on a real personal level, what ends up happening is is that we spend most of our waking hours working in some form or fashion. And it's just, you know, it's so much missed potential not to really engage ourselves in that. And I find that most people, they just need a playbook to follow, yeah. a playbook of really practical strategies and tips that they can apply to their workday to start fully engaging, having more fun, having building better relationships with their coworkers and boss, and just watch the impact that it can make. Yeah. It, yeah. And I, I think that, you know, sometimes too, people don't like to screw up. Like nobody really loves getting in trouble. Nobody's like, yeah, I'm going to like do this like totally half-ass so that I can get in trouble. <laughs> but you uh-huh. find yourself there because you're burned out. You're, you don't, you just, it's really hard for you to even do it. You kind of don't care. It makes projects so much harder. I think that, you know, that's kind of one sign too, where people, you know, you, if you're not doing so well at work, well, why is that? It's not because you're not capable for the most part. It's probably yeah. because you're a little burned out, right? Like you need to find that 
that spark? Like, what is it about this that I can do? And I love how you said that renegotiation. Um, there were a lot of times where I just felt angry because I felt stifled and trapped. And, you know, my personality, had I been like more in, um, I don't know, I was an engineer, like a nuclear engineer. And I worked in a nuclear plant and then I worked in a cubicle. Mm -hmm. So like, that's not my personality really. (laughs) So I think, Uh, you know, if I would have found something else, like had I stayed in that field, you know, maybe, maybe some different roles would have, would have been much, much better for me. So, um, yeah, like you're, people don't have to quit. They can just dig deeper, figure out some different things. Right. Yeah. And it's, I mean, sometimes Stephanie, and from your experience, I think you really set it set it well there. And it it can be frustrating, and it can start to seem honestly, it can seem a little hopeless after a while. You're like, everything I tried, nothing's working. But there's but the first step is really around engaging in the potential of your current job, and the way to do that is to look at it with fresh eyes. And in the book, the Quit Alternative. I offer some practical tips to uh, to do that, and and one of the key thoughts in there is to is to think about what's the difference between the work that really invigorates you and what's the stuff that depletes you, and I, and I call it soul sucking or soul filling work. And everybody's job has a mix of that, so it's really about tuning in to what's that work that you have during your day that's soul filling for you. I mean, obviously, teaching others. Stephanie is huge for you because that's what you do, <laughs> right? And I can just tell from interacting with you, you know, you you enjoy teaching, and I suspect only new stuff. If I have to teach the same thing, I'd, <laughs> new I'd stuff. I'd be like, hey, kids, yeah, new ideas. Yeah, I taught this last year, and they'd be like, yeah, but I was yeah. in the other grade. Yeah, and so <laughs> you know, I mean, just for example, you know, if you have a similar desire to do that, and you like sharing your ideas with other people. I mean, there are a lot of ways you can start doing that in your workday. I mean, take that knowledge in your in your head that you're passionate about or the stuff that you're passionate about reading and just f- maybe forward it to a couple of coworkers. Start to inspire them. For me, I started doing something similar to that, and I started proactively leading Lunch and Learns. I've worked with a mom that um, doesn't have a lot of room in her workday for stuff, but what she's really passionate about is she loves cooking, she has kids, so she doesn't have a lot of time. So she likes these finding these really quick and easy recipes. Yeah. And so what she started doing is instead of just going to the mom's happy hour after work occasionally, she actually started offering people like she she ran off recipe cards of her favorite recipes and she brought them to happy hour and she distributed them to her coworkers. And now that's evolved into her, her having a office mom's uh, lunch and learn once a month where she gets her coworkers together at the office. And I mean, it's, it's stuff she's doing anyway, it's, but it taps into really her inner teacher and her desire to share this stuff. And it's brought her office mates closer together, made them healthier, made them healthier. (laughs) Yeah. And it's, that's what, and and y'all listening to the, listening to the call, I just want to point out that ultimately that's what leadership in life really looks like. It's not about being told by your boss, hey, you need to be more of a leader or reading a leadership book. Hey, I can be. It's about taking what you love in life and using it to inspire others in a really creative and fun way and start to help lead the way. And so I offer that to you. And that alone can help start to re-inspire and reignite your workday in some really cool and fun ways. Yeah, I love that. Thank you so much. Well, we're going to take just one real quick break and we will be right back. 
Welcome back to the Stop Chasing Skinny radio program. So today we're talking to Ben Fanning, and he is the chief burnout officer. So we're talking about work, burnout, how you can reignite your career, how you can have more fulfillment in your work. Uh, we spend most of our most of our hours working every day um, or every week overall. So you know, if, if you don't, if you really don't enjoy it at some, at least some aspect of it, then that can be really damaging to your health. And I can. Like I said in the beginning of the show, I can look back and I can tell where, you know, food, for example, food was it was really, really hard for me to manage my food back when I was unfulfilled in my work and um, I really didn't like it. I tried really hard to. I tried getting more information on what I was doing. I tried to position myself so that I enjoyed um, certain aspects. But I really look back and I see how I took disproportionately large pleasure in eating because it was like the highlight of my day (laughs) because I was so mind numb at my desk staring at my computer doing my work. Um, So food was, it was awesome. It was a distraction. It was enjoyment. It was all of that stuff. Now that I really love what I'm doing, I feel like my soul is very nourished by what I do. Um, Food is kind of just like, it's just kind of a function. I mean, I still love it, but it's not, there's no, there's no, there's no fight there. There's no struggle. I'm not having to um, force myself to do or not do things with food now. And so much of that is because I'm not trying to fulfill something that's missing. Um, so I brought Ben on today because he wrote this really awesome book about finding an alternative to just quitting. Because a lot of people say to me too, Stephanie, I, you know, I, I want to do what you did. But you know, they're really not risk takers. You can't be risk averse and be an entrepreneur. It's... Mm-hmm super it, it just it doesn't work you gotta you gotta love risk <laughs> to do some entrepreneurial stuff um so a lot of people i can look at and say well i don't know if that would really if that would really be your your thing and just like ben said in the first segment some people really are just running away from whatever it is that they're running or you know whatever they don't like so then they go on to the next job they still don't like that and then the next one um so i want to ask you what are um what are the three questions that you have to answer yourself before quitting your job? Okay. Before you quit your blah, blah. before you quit <laughs> your job, you must answer these three questions. Now, the and, and and I just want to mention too that the mission doesn't change no matter if you're quitting or if you're staying. The mission of life is to create the job you love, right? Even if yep. you even if you do quit and you move on somewhere else. And then these apply to all all situations. The first one the first question I must answer is what's the real, what's your real cost of quitting? And a lot of people just sort of skirt this question, but it can really start to add up. The average cost of a car in 2014 was over $32,000 a year. And when you start to add up the cost for the average employee to quit, it actually exceeds that. So you have a choice. You can either decide to quit or you can buy a new car. <laughs> That's sort of like putting it in like real world terms. You might be thinking, Ben, what are you talking about here? Well, let me just think about this. So to find another job, let's say you're going to, you know, find another job. Cause a lot of people Re- will quit and then find something. Right. right. Quit and then find something. <laughs> yeah. Or even if you're staying at your current job and you start the finding process, it takes on average a month for every $10,000 that you would like to earn. So if you're planning to break the six-figure mark or maybe just over it, you can plan on maybe a year, maybe a year. Mm-hmm. And, and, that, and that 
it is a lot of time to invest in the finding process. And then you look at the cost of when you move into a new position, you might be leaving stuff behind like options that haven't vested yet. You're losing seniority like vacation time, benefits, etc. And then probably the most crazy thing, and since I've job hopped a lot in my past, I know there is a lot of stress when you move into a new role because you don't know all the systems, the technologies. I mean, just think about learning how to file an expense report. I mean, you know, and, and knowing who to, who you can trust at your new job versus, you know, in your previous or your, your current job, you know exactly who are the people you want to be working with. And all of this starts to add up. And there's this there's a stress scale called the Homes and Rain Stress Scale, and you can look it up on Wikipedia. And this is really incredible. Basically, they have they have listed all the stressful events that the average human experiences in life, and they've ranked them in terms of, of stress. And changing jobs ranks above having your mortgage foreclosed on. Really? <laughs> and even wow. above having dinner at your in-laws' house, which I don't know if you <laughs> <laughs> In all seriousness, it is ranked like that, but I thought it was pretty funny. That is funny. So it, 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 it's just pretty stressful. So, again, this doesn't mean, you know, don't, you know, like never quit or never consider it, but just, ca- you know, go through this calculation. And, and, and I go through it in, uh, in the book, The Quit Alternative, to help you calculate that. But, the, but these are all the factors to consider. So that's the first question. Yeah. If you're going, Make sure you understand the cost. The next question is, what's the return on investment? What's your return on investment of doubling your effort in your current job? So what that looks like is, what if you made a proposal to really overhaul what you do? And as we, as Stephanie and I talked about in the first segment, really focused on those work activities that you were most passionate about. Maybe you're not passionate about Excel spreadsheets, but you love sharing your, sharing your helpful information with others and training people. I mean, it, that's just one example. But that that's what increasing your effort actually looks like. And what would be the return on an investment? Because you could stay in your current job and just transform your workday. And oftentimes people find that there are a lot of opportunities. Maybe it's, maybe it's proposing an exciting project on a problem that's been plaguing the office for years and you're finally going to be the person that puts an end to it. I mean, yeah. that that's the kind of exciting stuff to, uh, that you can do. So ask yourself the question, what would that return on investment be? And then the third question that you must answer before you quit, and this is what does your dream job look like? What does your dream job look like? And what we talked about with running away versus running to something. If you're going to run to something, let it be something that you really care about, that you're passionate about, and that represents a dream for you, right? Versus just more of the same. I mean, so many clients, when they finally, you know, talk to me, you know, they've been through multiple jobs, seeking out something different, something bigger and better for themselves, but they haven't taken the time to really define what that looks like. So take some time, set a, set a, you know, after this, after you listen to this podcast, set the timer on your phone for 10 minutes 
and just do a brain dump on a piece of paper about what that job would look like. What time would you show up in the morning? Who are your first meetings with? What are the work activities what, that, that you would be engaged with all day long? Think about that. And, and what sometimes happens is that once you think about that and you really take the time to identify it, is that you discover that within your day job today, there are elements of your dream job. Maybe that you've just sort of skirted over in the past. And those are the things that you can really build upon for yourself. Negotiate more of that kind of work into your workday to start improving things. I think it's really important too. That's, that's an amazing list, by the way, that's, that could save somebody a whole lot of heartache. Um, Because I think, you know, kind of bringing it back to the first topic that we talked about as far as burnout goes, a lot of times we'll let ourselves get completely burned out and now we don't have anything left, nothing left to yeah. even sit down and think about these three questions that you should ask yourself before. And so I think the the really big key is to be able be on on alert for that burnout before it gets to that point. So you watch it because, you know, if you think about it, like you're, if you're not in a very good position, if you're completely done, you hate everything and everyone, um, you, it's really hard to find the, the nuggets in that. So do yeah. it before you get to that point. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Bingo. That's yeah. So which brings me to my next, uh, <laughs> question, um, that, uh, that you shared with me before the interview, which I think this is great. I can't wait to hear the answer. Why is the grass always greener on top of the septic tank? Okay. So you've (laughs) probably heard the expression, the grass is always greener on the other side, but consider this. What if there's a septic tank below the green grass? And we all know (laughs) that the grass, and and this quote actually is something that I picked up from uh, BCS Championship football coach Nick Saban, who coaches the Crimson Tide, of which I'm an alumni, so I, I follow the Crimson Tide a good bit. And and Nick, Coach Saban's been, um, he's done some job hopping himself from, the NF, from college to NFL and back, and he's taken a lot of flack for it. And he was asked about some of this job hopping with some of his um, assistant coaches. And one of the things that he's picked up along the way is he said, you know, my daddy always taught me that the grass is always greener on top of the septic tank. Because once you see on the other side, and sometimes in your workday, the grass does look greener. But when you start digging in there, a lot of the same problems that you face in your current job are all there, or maybe even worse on the other side. So why not make the effort to invest yourself right where you are in, in, the, in the moment, in the present, and seek to make things better? Yeah, that's great. And, you know, I can I can say from experience, a lot of a lot of people probably watch my social media and think, oh, it must be awesome to be Stephanie. She just works out. All <laughs> yeah. That's all she does. You're in the gym just, all the time. You just Stephanie. go work out and like, I don't know, maybe you like play on Facebook a little bit. If I really one, I don't have the time to show everybody what I do every day because I'm just busy a lot. Um, but two, it's not so pretty. It just isn't, and I don't try to hide it. I just don't have time to put it all out there. Um, but I have a couple of people have said, "Can can I sit down and pick your brain? I'd love to know how you do what you do." And you know, of these three people who have done this with, um, I mean, I've done it with more, but three of the people by the end of the coffee meeting, they just had this look on their face and they go oh, that sounds like way too much work. So, so, you know, it's really, it's not, it's not all that easy. And, um, 
But, you know, especially with social media, we like to pick up like just the fun parts. And, you know, for me, as far as the business that I own, I like to show you the fun parts because, you know, you don't really want to see the other stuff. I I mean, do you want to see that I'm up until two in the morning, answer emails and things like that? Like, that's kind of boring. So I just put the good stuff. Well, you bring up a great point. If you do, if you are in a job or maybe, maybe you're listening to this Stephanie's podcast on the way to work and you're kind of dreading it and you're fantasizing about quitting and becoming an entrepreneur or you're thinking about quit moving into an entirely different field. I love like what Stephanie said is, you know, she's meeting with people that are having that thought. I mean, why don't you go out and meet with somebody that's doing the kind of work that you think would be a lot better and, and maybe it will be, but it's so great to go and do like an informational coffee chat or informational interview with someone to understand what it's really like on the other side before you commit. And what you might find is maybe it's not as glamorous as it seems. And it's usually not as glamorous, no no matter what it is, (laughs) no matter what it is. (laughs) Yeah. No matter what it is, but maybe, but maybe what you can do is start to get, maybe they can give you some steps to move in that direction. So you can explore a little bit more for me when I burned out, I, I really discovered I had this, this yearning and this passion for for helping people. So I started talking to a lot of coaches about it, but I wasn't really ready at that point to move full bore into that area. I started talking to people and helping people within the company that, that I was in because I figured, you know, I've been spending all these years working with people in a corporate environment. At first I fantasized about leaving them all behind, right? right. And doing my own thing. But what I discovered was, it was a great opportunity to sort of mix both worlds. And so what I discovered was those were the people that I was really put here to help in the first place. Yeah. Yeah. That's really, I, I know what you mean about like wanting to help the people that you work with. And I try to make it very clear that I worked with really great people. I worked for really great people. I had, like, it was the best of all worlds in all of that. And I still yeah. was, I was unfulfilled, but that was me. That wasn't, you know, and that was me. So and you're probably, and you're helping a lot of people now that work in companies, right? I want you to. Know? Yeah. That's that why are, I wanted to bring you on to talk yeah. about this kind of stuff, you know, to talk about, cause I, it very much ties into yeah. to your fitness. Um, Absolutely. You know, and just finding full, more fulfillment in what you're doing. Um, yeah, that's why. Yeah. So I hope that you're listening to this on your way to work and I hope it makes it a better day. Um, it's all about your mindset and how you get, how you get into that. It's, so we're going to take one quick break and we'll be right back. You got a smile so bright. You know you could have been a candle. I'm holding you so tight. You know you could have been a handle. The way you swept me off my feet. You know you You've heard me talk a lot about learning how to reach your fitness goals and more frequently how to look as fit as you feel while learning to stop chasing skinny. And you've also thought to yourselves, yeah, I do want to reach my fitness goals in a shorter, more concise way. To stop wasting my time bouncing back and forth from fitness tip to fitness tip in magazines, wasting hours researching the latest and greatest diet, only to end up looking and feeling the same way you've been looking and feeling for years. And my guess is that you've been thinking about this for a long time. Am I right? I know the feeling because I played these games too. For a very long time, in fact. 
I'm here to tell you this. Stop thinking and sign up for the SK Fit Life Challenge, an online training, nutrition, and coaching program that will lead you through 12 weeks of step-by-step guidance to help you finally reach your goals of looking fabulous and feeling fabulous. You're going to get to free up all the headspace you've been wasting, picking through random diet information being fed to you through the media and simplifying the seemingly complicated world of health. Your chance is now. Do you really need more time, more information, more plans for the future? Or do you want to become that fit person today? Because the truth is this. You can be that fit person or you can be the person that sits around thinking about becoming fitter. It's your choice. Read more magazines, blog posts, and bits and pieces on social media or take action. Because let's face it, if you're not where you want to be, your current program is not working out for you. I want you to be successful. And why is this? Because you've already got what it takes. You've been doing the work all along. It's just been the wrong work. You have the desire, the discipline, and the potential. Now let's get you on the right track so those efforts you are already putting in can take you in the best direction possible. Join me and the hundreds of other SK Fit Life clients for the 12-week online fitness challenge at skfitlife.com. All right, now let's get back to the show. radio program. So we have Chief Burnout Officer Ben Fanning with us tonight and we are talking about how to make I know, right? how to make your best fit life and that includes your career. Um, one of the other things, so I was talking about how I was disproportionately madly in love with food because I wasn't finding much fulfillment in uh, the, the other part of my life. And um, so that was one thing. And I also knew that I was doing a whole lot of retail therapy. So I was making, I mean, <laughs> <laughs> right? I was a nuclear retail engineer. Therapy, I had a nice yeah. paycheck, but I didn't really have that much to show for it in the end because I was spending that extra money on things that would make me happy when, because I wasn't truly happy from the end. So I was doing a lot of that stuff, which I find that, you know, going back to what Ben is saying, as far as just quit your job, a lot of times we've gotten ourselves into these positions where we can't just quit. We have a lot of bills to pay for these fun spending things. Um, So, you know, so now, now, okay, so you're finding yourself, you're burned out, you're financially committed to this job. <laughs> and, you know, maybe you have a family too. So you're supporting some other people. You can't just, can't just peace out necessarily. Um, and there is a much better way. So there's so much hope here. Uh, if you find yourself in that position where you're like, oh my gosh, I don't even know what to do. You can start to look at things a little differently. Um, I know for me, changing the, how I looked at my job, change it. And then thinking about how I was going to start my business. I had this horrendous commute. I call it horrendous. Other people have way worse commutes. I had to drive so I wasn't like on a train where I could read, but I would commute an hour in the morning and at least an hour and a half at night through New Jersey traffic. If anybody's been in New Jersey, like especially during the holidays near Cherry Hill Mall, it was awful and people are aggressive and it was maddening and I was losing my mind. Like I was becoming more and more depressed every day about my job based on the traffic too. So what I started doing was listening to audiobooks. 
podcasts, things like that, audio mm. programs to kind of help me. And I made sure that I listened to ones that were helping to reprogram me and listen to things that were going to help change my mindset. Yeah. So hopefully you're listening to this while you're driving and it helps you. <laughs> yeah. um, so so those are just a, a few things behind me, how I've I've gotten to where I am, um, kind of building this whole fit life. Um, so my next question to Ben is, what is the one word that can ignite your career? The one word that can ignite your career. So imagine you're, you're finishing high school, then you, you go to college, and then graduation day approaches. And in that moment, the conversation on everyone's mind seems to be, did you find a job yet? And turns out, this, this thing about finding a job is is rampant in our culture. And the problem with find is if you look it up in the dictionary, the definition of find is to happen upon by luck. Okay? So it's, it's like getting lucky and finding your job, right? Maybe you're blasting your, your uh, resume out there to a lot of different people and you know, just hoping that the right thing is going to hit. I'm going to give you a different word. And, w- and when I came up with this, it, it really changed my approach to work. And I think for you today listening, it could be powerful for you as well. And the word is to go from thinking about finding a job to creating a job. That's the difference. And just the word create is so, so empowering. To create is to bring something into existence. And if you look at the Latin root of the word, it's often, it's often, um, it often appears in ancient text with the Latin word ex nihilo, which means from nothing. And that's how it was originally used, to create from nothing. So, I mean, here's the thing. Would you rather base your dream job and the job you love on something from luck or would you rather grab the bull by the horns and put yourself in the driver's seat by bringing something into existence from nothing and creating that job and that's the entire perspective that the quit alternative brings and that this this whole thing about really empowering yourself to look at your work day as it exists engaging with its potential cultivating more of the work you love and then creating and sustaining something that you're really passionate about within your current work day. That's awesome. Yeah. Cause you're, I, you just put that in such great perspective because you do have a lot more choice than you think. Like a lot of, I think a lot of times when I was an employee and I was in the military too. So I even did kind of create my own job there. I, one, I don't like being told what to do. This is a problem, right? <laughs> we know I, this about you, Stephanie. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> well, that's why it was a bad fit. So if you're thinking about the military, it's actually yeah. a really awesome opportunity. Yeah. I just don't like being told what to do, even in a fitness class. But anyway, so I, um, with with creating, you're right. Like you fill your day up and your plate up with more of the things you love doing, and then it leaves less time for the things that you don't love doing. And, a, and yeah. an example for me when I was in the Navy, you would think, oh, well, you probably had to do whatever you were told to do. And I did, but I excelled, funny you mention it, in the training department. <laughs> so I took <laughs> over. Yeah, you want to yeah. hear what I did? <laughs> in my division, I was in charge of the division's training. I was in the charge of the division's wow. physical training, so their PT. 
Surprise, surprise. Um, those were my two really big pieces that I did. Um, but you know Fantastic. what? Fantastic. And that got me out of doing things I didn't like doing, like maintenance. I didn't like doing maintenance at all. I was awful at it. I don't like it. So you know what? I was so busy doing these other things. Oh, and writing. I did a lot of technical writing, too. Uh-huh. Who wants to write technical writing for nuclear manuals? You know, a lot of people didn't, and I didn't mind it. So I put myself in that position. So it put wow. more things that I wanted to do in front of me and took other things off my plate. And you can see how... You know, I would say how you created the job you love there. I mean, you can just see the evolution of that into the entrepreneur's life you have now because now you're writing how to, <laughs> but for fitness and you're training. It's amazing to see that emerge. But I just want to mention to your listeners that it all start, started, it sounds like, you know, when Stephanie started to do that, sort of creating the job there. And it's amazing when you start building that momentum. What can happen? I mean, now Stephanie has her fitness empire and it's <laughs> continuing it's, to grow. It's, it's but it's like, you know, what you it's, – it's, it's amazing how in creating the job you love, it's fundamentally the same as, as creating the business you love, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. But I love that you said, like, it's creating and you have more freedom than you think. I think a lot yeah. of times when we're employees, we think, oh, we just do whatever we're told yeah. or we do whatever we got hired for. But if there are certain things that you like doing, that you're better at, start doing more of that because there is a really good chance somebody else doesn't like doing it. So then you get picked. <laughs> <laughs> Boom. <laughs> So I want to ask you too, what is one question that always motivates? Okay. So I I use this a lot in my workshops and working with people, especially towards the beginning. And there's, there's one three letter word that I find always is motivating. You spend a little time on this question. It can really motivate you in your career, in your work day, and even getting through the darkest of nights. And it's why. Start with why. And one of my mentors, Simon Sinek, who has a book, uh, Leaders Start With Why, and he's got Leaders Eat Last now, second book. But he, he really builds a, a whole framework around this question, why? And I offer that to you today because think about why you're working in the first place. And, and to bring it back to a fitness analogy, um, that that would probably be really appropriate for this cast uh, podcast audience. It's like, why are you losing weight, or why would you lose weight in the first place? And a lot of people, like I just had my twentieth high school reunion, and I saw all these Facebook posts, like, hey, you know, we're getting in shape for our for the twentieth reunion, gonna look good. You know, going to try to fit in my high school clothes. And I was like, oh my God, oh, for God's sakes. But, and while that's kind of funny, it's like, what happens after the high school reunion, right? What happens after the big beach trip that you're getting ready for? You know, what if the reason you're going to lose weight and get into shape was about being a great role model for your kids or really representing to the world how you would like to see the world be? Um, how, you know, what if it's about being around for your grandkids one day, um, being an ongoing support for your family as they grow up, or just being a, being a better person, maybe for your coworkers and, and, and showing the impact of someone that, that commits to something and actually follows through. I mean, you know, for me, that's a much deeper reason why. 
And you have to remind yourself of that. I mean, for me, um, I've had to dig deeper on this myself. When I was writing, here's a funny little story. I almost quit several times writing the book, The Quit Alternative, <laughs> because... <laughs> Because I was just like I don't I don't like I don't know if I can write this, you know I would get so I would I was you know waking up early before I would start you know the real quote work of the day to do that and sometimes it was on little sleep and I would have those moments but it forced me you know at first I was I was saying well I wanted to write a book that I wanted my daughter to read one day and that was you know, whenever she was going to become a professional and get into the workforce. And that was pretty motivating to write it for her. Mm-hmm. And then I thought, well, I'm going to write it for all my clients and the impact it's going to have on them. And that was pretty motivating. But honestly, it just all eventually petered out. And I sort of lost my my motivational mojo, so to speak, on yeah. it. And it wasn't until I got really personal about what's the kind of person that, that I want to be. Do I want to be the kind of person that says he's going to finish something to kind of bring it back to this accountability thing, bring it back? Do I want to be the kind of person that says he's going to do something and actually finishes it? What's the impact of that? And when I brought my reasons why to a really personal level, I felt a lot more motivation. And by golly, I got that book done and yes, got them and I uh, got the manuscript finished. And so bringing it back to your work day, and quitting and and thinking about how to keep going, it all goes back to asking yourself that question: Why are you working in the first place? And then once you think, once you come to a conclusion on that, write it on a post-it note, put it in your email, put it all over the place, and remind yourself. So when it all hits the fan, or the boss comes calling, or there's a crisis, you've got that reminder why you're doing it in the first place. That's great. Yeah. Yeah. Cause it, it all comes down. To, you're right. And I love how you brought it together with fitness too. Cause that's what it all comes down to every single time. And you know, all those little shiny things out there, you know, like, like the, the goals for the, the, um, the reunion or just the paycheck or, you know, those, those little things, like those are enough to kind of get you going, but you have to keep going. Like, cause eventually yeah, that, that stuff runs out. It doesn't quite motivate you the same way as it used to. It becomes empty sometimes. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's awesome. Well, thank you so much. Um, wow. This was this has been great. This is okay. So this is something it's super near and dear to my heart. And I have to apologize. Anybody I ever worked for and worked with, I am so sorry. I was kind of <laughs> a pain to work with and for because I was always like doing the next thing. So I'd go back to the person I was working for and I'm like, okay, I'm finished. What's next? And they'd be like, Oh, okay. And so like I was always I was just it's too bad we can't have a call in <laughs> number right now for some oh, of your no. previous coworkers. <laughs> I love to hear this. Oh, a lot of them probably are listening, and yeah, they probably saw this coming a long time Please ago. Please email me, <laughs> coworkers at ben at benfanning.com. I would love to hear your stories about, about Stephanie. Oh, about Stephanie. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, those were some days. Oh, yeah. I was always busy. I uh, like always busy. And so, you know, there were a lot of times where, um, you know, maybe I wasn't so busy on the project because that I'd been working on because I was finished with being busy on that. So I got busy oh. on other stuff. So <laughs> I was just, I'm a lifetime learner and I like, you know, I, I eventually had to learn how to um, kind of occupy my own time. And, and that was something that um, was a very, it was, 
it was something that I had to learn about myself. Uh, I got very frustrated in my position and it wasn't because of anybody else. It was myself. I was working really fast and I wanted more. So I had to find a way to get more. Um, cause you know, eventually other people got tired of giving me more. So I was like, what else can I do? <laughs> So, um, yeah, so just digging deeper, right? Yeah. Um, well, thank you so much for coming on the show today. We'll have all of the um, all the information on how somebody can buy your book, mm-hmm. how somebody can contact you. You just said that. And your website is, yeah. what is your website yeah. again? So you can get the book or order the book. It, it Go to benfanning.com slash quit. Benfanning.com slash quit. And, uh, you know, I'll be happy to send it to you when you order from that website also include my uh, most popular audio casts. You can download those at that time and a couple other goodies related to training and, and coursework that you can do to, to really uh, get the most out of it. That's awesome. And then if you have an employee that's working for you that was like me, where you're like, oh my gosh, this person is insatiable, <laughs> <laughs> maybe direct them to Ben's website too. Uh-huh. <laughs> yes, I really could have uh-huh. used this uh-huh. back in the day. <laughs> <laughs> and my employers could have to. They would have been great. like, here's Stephanie. Why don't you check this out? <laughs> yeah, my, my, I, have, I have some pretty high energy. Um, so awesome. Well, thank you so much. This is great. It totally ties right into living a fit life. If you struggle with things like binge eating, um, it, it, mood swings, things like that, and you think that it might be tied into to your work, there's probably a good chance that it is. So it's pretty crazy how all of these things come together. Your career is a really big part of your life. Um, it's your life's work. It's what, you know, it's, it's in the end, what do you want to be remembered for? How do you want to be remembered? Do you want to be remembered as that person that, you know, just skimmed by? Because um, you're not skimming by probably because you don't feel like working. You're probably skimming by because you're disengaged. <laughs> so um, this can really help you create a much better life overall, a much better fit life overall, uh, and just more happiness and even. So thanks for listening tonight, and we will talk to you next week. Call